Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Hello and welcome back to this week's Influencer Marketing Talks brought to you by Cure Media, one of the leading influencer marketing agencies for high street fashion, home and beauty brands. I'm Frida Ekholm. And I'm Holly Marin. And as usual, we're going to be sharing with you all of the important trends and tactics in consumer marketing in the digital age. And we're going to try and wrap that all up in right around 15 minutes. Being able to read the room is critical for brands and marketers, and we know this can be difficult, both because the social media landscape moves so quickly, but also because it takes both knowledge, time, and even new resources to get into a whole new social media channel. It's not just cross-posting the same material across all platforms anymore. And in today's episode... We will give you a compass to what content works best on social media today and the big differences that you need to know between the most popular platforms. Definitely, Um, because it is important. Social media is hard, as I've recently found out when I started doing it. (laughs) You can't just repost. So first, let's start with discussing the overall changes that have happened over the last year or couple of years on social media. So I think at first glance, users are definitely going to notice that the in-app features are much more focused on and geared towards shopping. The platform creators really want to create opportunities for consumers and brands to connect, to get inspired, and ultimately to shop, to spend their hard-earned cash, right? (laughs) So it's definitely not a surprise that platforms like Instagram, who have been way ahead of the others in implementing these kind of shopping features, and TikTok are both choosing to go in this direction. 
Yeah, and the head of Instagram clearly announced that they're focusing on these four key areas. So it's creators, it's video, it's shopping, and it's messaging. So Holly, why do you think there's a such a big focus on shopping, not only on Instagram, but also on TikTok, as you mentioned? Yeah, I it's it's I think it's because it's how consumers want to shop today, isn't it? So so from our own research and from many other sources as well, we've seen quite plainly the fact that users want to be inspired and they want to shop from people that they follow and they trust. And that's going to be influencers. It's going to be their friends and family. And that creates the perfect space for brands to meet their consumers. It's going to them where they're already spending time, where they want to discover brands and products. And you're going through this ambassador you're going through the people they actually trust true very true and social media is a fantastic place to be for brands today Uh, if you just make sure you make it fun relevant and authentic you're halfway there in reaching your consumers Halfway, because I think actually one yes, of the, halfway. To, the other half uh, or part of the other half that we probably need to discuss is Instagram shift to a video first platform because that's big news. Yes, that's huge news. Mm. As it all started with a like picture or uh, image photo sharing app. Mm-hmm. Um, but TikTok came and stole <laughs> the show in 2019 and Instagram is making its move to take on the fight for the consumer's attention and implementing reels and many other layout features that look similar to TikTok. Um, it's also something that is beneficial for video format. So here we can see very clear that Instagram is uh, is taking up the fight with TikTok's uh, like video uh, first strategy. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think with Instagram prioritizing video content and TikTok relying fully on video that's that's their thing yeah um one of the most obvious things to get out of the way is that video is a must for brands and creators for sure yeah for sure and going back to what consumers want you talked about the research that we've done uh, holly uh, and the video formats lays very well in line with this so actually among the top three reasons consumers give for using each platform uh, we find funny entertaining content the number one reason on tiktok and the third on instagram so we can see that tiktok is slightly higher here mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's uh, it's uh, grabbing its spot on instagram as well And also, this is the content format that most social media users want to see from people and brands that they follow, which is a number of 55%. So 55% of consumers want to see funny and lighthearted, entertaining content from brands and people that they follow. Yeah, and creating uh, video content that is funny, that is entertaining, is a really great way to respond to that. But of course, it is important and I don't think we could say this enough, really, it is important to make it feel like your brand. So don't just create content for the sake of it because you've seen it trending and you feel like, you know, you can jump on that bandwagon. It really is all about evaluating how your brand can adapt um, video content. So with that, should we move maybe on to the main differences and similarities between each platform? What is most important, do you think, Frida? That's a really good question. Um, But what I usually uh, 
say to everyone that I meet that asks this question is that as TikTok has grown so much and now more and more brands are stepping into this channel in complement to their Instagram strategy, the most important thing to remember is that what works on Instagram most likely won't work on TikTok. Mm. But still... TikTok is all about entertainment, audio, and keeping up with trends. And when it comes to trends, as you said, Holly, you don't have to jump onto every little trend instantly. Do not panic and jump onto trends. (laughs) Uh, There are trends that are more evergreen, uh, that live on for weeks and even months rather than a few days. Uh, So aim for those. uh, That will help you like build a good uh, TikTok strategy. And On TikTok, research from Global Web Index actually showed that humor and creativity are valued the most. And most TikTok users are on the same page when it comes to wanting funny content and compared to other social media users, they're also 38% more likely to say they want brands to be funny. Mm -hmm. So to summarize this, uh, you can use the same content pillars, but make sure you take a second thought on how you post it. Yeah, for sure. We don't want to forget that Instagram is still a very important platform. You know, TikTok is kind of the new kid on the block. It's very exciting. Everyone wants to get on board. But Instagram is still really prevalent and popular among consumers. So on Instagram, users still want entertainment, but they do also want content. And I think this is one of the big difference. They still want content to, you know, be on fleek. They still want it to be pretty. They're tapping into more creative and trendy content. And I would also say probably more high quality content you know on tiktok heavily edited content that really polished vibe is probably more likely to get scrolled over as it's um almost too distinguishable as as commercial messaging the best content and ads on tiktok are the ones that are going to really blend in yeah that's really good as you said it's even more unfiltered uh, on tiktok more like raw Uh, so i think brands need to be uh, brave here and really maybe let go uh, of some of their thoughts and ideas on like content on our content on TikTok should look exactly like it does on Instagram. That will not work. Mm -hmm. And also I think it's uh, here brands will struggle the most, uh, like stepping away from the high quality pictures and adjusting their strategy uh, to the really next level of unfiltered content. So Holly, uh, what would be your best advice here? Yeah, I I totally agree. You need to be responsive to trends, um, but you have to make sure you're adapting it to your brand and audience. You know, we've we've talked about this earlier, but trends really do move fast on TikTok. And being able to jump on a moment, adapt it to your brand, and then turn it back around to your audience. If you're doing all of that at the speed that you need to, if you want to catch the audience before it moves on, then your content is going to be a bit scrappy. It's going to give that unfiltered feel it's not going to be perfectly styled or graded and it's really important that you remember that that is okay that that's the way it's supposed to be (laughs) yeah completely that's what's going to keep you feeling real and authentic to your audience and one of the most useful things that I've found um as a millennial working on TikTok it's foreign ground we're making it we're making the best um subscribing to trend tracking accounts is going to save you a lot of time And actually, if you have a business account on TikTok, then the newly launched Creative Hub in your business suite is super helpful. Make sure you're looking into that. 
um, because that's where you're going to find trends. You're not going to have to scour for them. They, they want to help. They're going to give them to you. They're going to flag them up. But the main thing really is to be creative. Don't just repeat what everyone else is doing. Find ways to adapt trends that are original and speak to your brand's identity and your USPs rather than just regurgitating what you know your competitor or some other unrelated brand is doing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Holly, should we move on to the elephant in the room? Oh, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> What's your thoughts on this platform? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so we know from our research, and I, you know, this is, I don't think this is going to be a big industry secret or reveal. We know that Facebook usage tends to increase the older the users are. So younger consumers, much less of a fan of the platform. Which considering this was once, you know, it was the social media platform not so long ago, it's really clear and I think quite surprising still the really remarkable decrease that we've seen in its prominence, in its popularity. And I think brands need to adjust to that. They, if they haven't already, they have to be mindful that it's it's just not as big, particularly for younger consumers. Yeah, and it's... Um... It's not, uh, you can't compare Facebook to like TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's not that kind of social. Um, yeah. So I think that sounds reasonable. Um, I, I myself only use Facebook for events and like messaging, messenger. Uh, how about you, Ollie? Oh, man, I don't even think I use it for that anymore. <laughs> I think it's exclusively relegated to just stalking people from my past. <laughs> Which is probably going to get me, you know, on a register somewhere. <laughs> But but something I I, I did find interesting, though, was that, um, you know, according to the Global Web Index study, and it's a really interesting study, do go and read it. For those that do still use Facebook, um, for less less creepy purposes than me, apparently, (laughs) there is there's still a real preference for lighthearted content, uh, as well as content that's informative and creative. But actually, the main reason people turn to the platform today is for community. Yeah, there we have it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. uh, what I meant. More community yeah. than like social sharing. Yeah, photos it's less about um, you know catching up with your mates and more about and and the research shows that there really is still this surprisingly good and consistent level of engagement with Facebook groups, and that's across all generations. Um, so this could very well be a really untapped resource for brands. And these online circles, they're already going to be centered around a set location or a shared interest that's going to give up, give companies an opportunity to really reach specific segmented audiences with ease. And I think that's really valuable. Yeah, it's more about like the Facebook's feed uh, is less about like finding content and more about community. For sure. Yeah, I think that summarizes that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And let's not forget about YouTube. (laughs) Do you use YouTube a lot, Holly? I do, actually. So I'm I'm an ASMR addict. And I know that 70%, (laughs) you're nodding, so you know, 70% of our listeners are going to be absolutely perplexed and have no idea what I'm on about. But 30%, you're nodding along because ASMR is a big thing on YouTube. Um, But I also use it for, you know, like makeup um, and hair tutorials still. Videos where I can learn something are really valuable to me. What about you? I, I would say almost the same and not like a big ASMR uh, fan for YouTube. Um, but uh, yeah, I go there like learning something or sometimes watching vlogs instead of like watching a Netflix uh, series. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that uh, YouTube is closer to like Netflix and like uh, those streaming uh, platforms for me. Yeah, I think it's somewhere where people are really prepared to invest time. And in fact, informative content is, is the main quality that I think brings consumers to YouTube. That's something we found in our research and something that is is widely touted. And this content has always been the core of the platform. So I don't think that's a big surprise. No. Users go there for helpful advice, for information, to learn things. They want life hacks and beauty routines or, or vlogs and house tours. That kind of material is what's going to resonate on that platform. Yeah, and, and it's uh, it makes it a really good channel uh, for uh, brands to really educate about their products or services uh, and keep the like their users or target audience uh, there for a longer period of time. Um, but I think it's very important here to make it interesting and insightful and not to like um, commercially um, just talking about your brand, but really showcasing uh, why you are here and how your products works or uh, etc. Uh, otherwise, people will drop off instantly because no one is prepared to sit and watch a commercial for your brand uh, for five or like half an hour, five minutes. <laughs> um but yeah, YouTube is a very time-consuming platform compared to Instagram, TikTok, and that is very uh, like you can just go in there and scroll for thirty seconds and then go back and do what you were supposed to be doing, <laughs> work maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the important thing. Like it, YouTube gives you an opportunity to offer a real deep dive to your audience, but you've got to make that deep dive enjoyable and valuable yeah. to them. Don't make it a sales pitch. They're not here for the ads. Um, ads are actually the worst thing about YouTube, I think. So don't contribute to that. So Frida, covered a lot of ground. Should we try and summarize the content trends for 2022, maybe? Yes. Um, I would start with cross-plan your content, make it feel like your brand, but adapt like how you post the content to each platform. Do not take a video directly from Instagram and post it on TikTok and think, yeah, now we're good, good to go. Yeah, I've tried. It really doesn't go well. <laughs> I tried one time and I learned my lesson very quickly. Yeah, and in both platforms, like if you compare Instagram and TikTok, if if your video is like marked with a, a logo, let's say uh, Instagram or a TikTok logo on Instagram, it will down prioritize your content. So yeah. keep that in mind. The platforms will punish you. Yeah, um, I, th- I think the other big thing is video. You know, the video is the big talking point at the moment. The consumers want it. The platforms themselves are prioritizing it. So don't get caught out when engagement starts to drop. If you just stick with relying on exclusively static content, start the transition now, start incorporating video into your social strategies. And I think you will see rewards. The algorithms will reward you for that investment. Yeah. And it's more authentic also. It plays very well into that aspect that consumers want. Yeah, absolutely. But unfortunately, I think that is probably all we have time for today. So as ever, we have been your hosts, Frida and Holly, and you have been listening to Influencer Marketing Talks. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you back here next week.